Welcome to the City of Plantations podcast. I am Carrie Blanchard, Battalion Chief of Public Affairs for the Plantation Fire Department. Thank you for tuning in. Our podcast is designed to keep you up to date on all the latest happenings and activities in, about, and around the City of Plantation. On our episodes, we talk directly with the leaders, decision makers, and the movers and shakers who make the Plantation the great city that it is. On today's episode of the City of Plantation podcast, we're going to be talking about car seats and child passenger safety. Carrie and I are joined today by Beth Martins, who's a certified car seat inspector, and she's going to help us kind of sift through some of the different facts and figures when it comes to the various types of child restraints and seats and uh, things of that nature. So thanks for joining us today, Beth. Nice to be here. And uh, so... First question, let's talk about uh, front-facing and rear-facing. What are we looking at uh, between the two of those as far as child age, weights, things of that nature? Well, first of all, you need to have uh, Florida State law states that you have to have, your child needs to be 20 pounds and one-year-old before they can be forward-facing. Okay. However, that's not the best recommendation. That's what the law says, but... Uh, Safe Kids is trying to get legislation through so that it makes it two years old. Okay, that just gives more time for the neck muscles to um, strengthen strengthen and develop if you are in a, in a, in a motor vehicle accident. Right. Because that's the big thing we're concerned about, right? If there's an impact, whether it's a rear impact or a frontal impact, that the child will be developed enough so that the weight of the head doesn't cause any type of spinal injury, right? In the Correct. cervical spine. Correct. Right. Okay. I know they're changing it to two years or trying to. Mm-hmm. Is there <sighs> going to be a weight restriction at that point? Probably. Instead of 20 pounds now? Probably, yes. Um, okay. I mean, it, we're going back a little bit when I originally heard the uh, information that they were trying to push through, but they definitely wanted it to be two years. And then the weight would adjust as that with that. Uh, you'll see weight. Weight has a lot to do with the safety seat, but it also has to do with height. Okay. okay? okay. And where the seat belt uh, strikes your child. So if you take off the seat, and let's let's say we've got a five or six-year-old, and you're like, okay, uh, let's see if they can just sit in the seat. No, you can't because of where the seat belt rides, okay, coming across. And, and how many of you all have had the seat belt slide across and want to hit your neck? Right. right. You know, and most busty women like myself have that issue right. where the seatbelt slides up and it tries to cut you off at the neck. So that's where that adjustment, I mean, for adults, that adjustment's usually on the column of the car and you can adjust it up or down and that assists with getting the appropriate angle, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. But even for me, I'm five foot four. I'm still not tall enough that right. it that it strikes the right place even when the seatbelt's lowered. So how do we how do we make sure that we make the proper adjustments for the children's safety seats to ensure that when they're in a belt type of system that it's I mean what I'm a parent what angle am I looking for how am I looking for that adjustment to look? Well, the seatbelt when forward facing is going to come up ab- from above the shoulder and across the body. Okay, but you want to make sure that it's going to come in uh, far enough uh, that it's going to hold the shoulder and not creep up across the neck. Okay, okay. And are most most of the newer car seats, they have a little notch, right, cut out in a car seat so you can 
direct the seatbelt through that. Is that correct? And it provides the proper angle? Yes. So th- so it, it, it kind of self-guides. As long as you're setting up the seat the way that you're supposed to, following the instructions, it's going to guide that seatbelt for the most part. Correct. Uh, okay. okay. Now, the bigger thing is, is we really want that child in a booster seat. Okay. Okay, that gives them enough lift up from the bottom and to help with, to assist with the uh, placement of the seatbelt, but it'll also help protect them. Okay. Let's talk about that for a second. And Carrie, jump in any time, but let's talk about that for a second. So uh, in my mind, when I hear car safety seat, I'm thinking about uh, something different than a booster. With a booster, I'm thinking uh, a car seat that utilizes as a restraint the seatbelt primarily. In a in a child safety seat, I'm thinking about a child seat that's secured to the car that has its own strapping system. And am I correct in that thinking? Or there, yes, there is. Uh, it's called the latch system. It's lower anchors and tethers, and it actually hooks into especially especially rear facing seats. They hook into the kind of like these U bolts down in between the, the back of the seat and the base of the seat. Okay. And they have um, manufactured the car manufacturers put in these little buttons that just kind of signify if you just follow them right down and finger through the in between the, the two seat cushions, you'll find that U bolt. Very easy to secure. That's the best system but you do need to read your car seat or your, excuse me your car manual to make sure of the weight limit on those bolts compared to what the child safety seat says. So right. you have to see that those two coincide. Has to match up, right? Mm-hmm. So if I were chronologically if I were taking us from the beginning to the end, we would be looking at a, a rear facing car seat seemingly until the child is let let's just say we go to the proposed legislation. So let's say we go to Two years, 20 pounds, we would be in a rear-facing. I would say probably two, two years, yes, and I would go up up to about 40 pounds. Up to about four, okay. Mm-hmm. So two years, 40 pounds, we're in a rear-facing. Now we turn our child around. We're still in a child safety seat at this point, right? So yes. we're still using the latch system and the seat's own uh, restraint system. Yes, but you're also going to use a tether, okay? The Explain tether, that. The yeah. tether comes out of the top of the seat, uh, about shoulder level, and it goes across the back of the cushion in the car and hooks into another type of U-bolt or securing system, and then you want that taut. Okay. Uh, you, you don't want that seat to move an inch at all. Right. You, you yank on it back and forth, forward, you know, back, and it should not move at all. Okay. And okay. That, that latch system is now integrated into the cars. The Correct. car manufacturers are making the yes. cars with these latches. Yes, since about 2002 or so. Okay. okay. So most of the newer cars yes. have it. So now we're, we're at that phase, and now my child, how long does my child stay in that type of seat? Till about 50 or 60 pounds. 50 or 60 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then we're looking at transitioning to a booster seat. Correct. Now... Are they all created the same? Are there certain things to look for? Because we've seen booster seats that are like a full seat, and then we've seen booster seats that are just like the, the bottom portion without the back rest portion. Are they, is there differences? For the most part, they're about the same. It kind of comes down to personal preference at that point, what your child is willing to tolerate. Right. Because it's very difficult to get a child that's seven or eight years, nine years old to sit in a booster seat 
because they're already starting to get into that age of, I don't need that. I'm right. a big boy or I'm a big girl and getting them to understand, no, 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 you still need that extra assistance. Right. Okay. And then when they're, you know, on to nine or 10, they may even still just dep- depends on their height and weight right. as to whether or not they're going to need that assistance. So I know one of the questions that I get asked and I, uh, you know, usually have to refer to Google foo <laughs> for an answer is um, a lot of parents want to know if it is safer to put their child in the middle rear seat or in one of the sides rear seat. Is there an official recommendation on that? Yes and no The is the answer. Uh, when we're installing seats or we're, ca- or we're, what we prefer to do is check the seat. We want you as the parent to be able to uninstall and install that seat right. in just a few minutes time. You go take your car to be cleaned. You want to take that seat out, get it out, you know, make sure your car is clean and be able to insta- reinstall your seat fairly quickly. Okay, so you need the practice, right. not us, you know, and to make an appointment to see us. And we haven't been able to do car seats here yet for right. months. Right. So we really want the parents to learn how to do it. And there are a lot of great videos out there on installing each of the seats. Um, car the, the car seat manufacturers have made, you know, had videos made in a proper installation. Right. But. We want them to, you know, be able to install, and we'll, we'll be more than happy to check it and give you any uh, any pointers. What we find is that the seat, when the car seat manufacturers and the car manufacturers got together and talked, they chose the two outer seats. Okay. There's only a few car manufacturers that have a third seat in capabili- the, capability right. in the middle. Now, a lot of people try to borrow, so they want to use one uh, yeah. One anchor from one side and one anchor from the other. But the problem yeah. is, is that it's only supposed to be 11 inches in between the two anchors. Okay. So that, you know, precludes you being able to use, you know, borrowing one or right. the other. Right. So what we typically tell them is think about it this way. But for convenience sake, most people want to put it, put the car seat behind the passenger because then the driver, when you're in a car by yourself, could, in theory, at a stoplight, because we wouldn't want to do it any other time. Right, while we're driving. Turn around and be able to console baby. Right. Okay, reposition a pacifier, you know, something along those lines. The problem is, is that they want for safety factor, the driver's going, the driver just instinctively protects themselves. So if you are trying to make a turn, we always check the left-hand side because that's where we are on the car. We check that one two or three times and may most of the time not see that oncoming car on the passenger side. Right. So instinctively we tell them, you know, look, these are the choices and allow the the parent to say where they would prefer to have their child. Right. Right. Yeah. I, the conversation comes up <clears throat> when we talk about impacts and lateral impacts versus frontal and rear impacts. And, you know, the bottom line nowadays is that these vehicles are, you know, some vehicles upwards of 20 airbags interiorly. So a lot more protection than there used to be. And just like you said, most of the cars aren't manufactured with a middle rear seat, right? There are only two seats. Correct. And I think where we see it the most is in trucks, right? Like small pickup trucks and yes. some SUVs and things of that nature. So as long as we're adhering to safely anchoring the seat, 
in accordance with the manufacturer's recommendations, then position is less important, right? It, it boils down to correct. Within, with a pickup truck, the biggest thing is is make sure if you, if that child's going to be in the front, that you turn off that passenger seat, seat airbag. Right. So okay, I was getting that's to that. Tremendous. And, and that's a good point because that was like my last phase. So now they're in a booster seat. At what point can we responsibly allow them to ride in a front seat with a seatbelt? My grandson, who is turned just turned twelve, will allow him to start riding in the front seat more because he's taller. Right. Still doesn't weigh a whole lot, but uh, he's definitely taller. He's almost taller than I am. So. Right. So we look at height. Yes. Is the really big factor Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Height and weight because on um, especially going to regular seat belt because that's going to be where the seat the seat belt crosses your body and right. and does its job. Positioning. So that it's hard to make a standard for that, right? Absolutely. Because it's Everybody's just dependent different. on the child. Yeah. Okay, I know that you had mentioned that your you know your grandson sits up front. At what point even in the back seat can you take a child out of a booster seat or a, a car seat, like, so they could u- just use the seatbelt alone. Do you have any idea? Well, with CD recommend, CDC recommendations, they recommend it, they be about four feet nine inches tall, and which probably puts them about age nine to twelve. So mm-hmm. you've so got a pretty the, big gap in there. Yeah, okay. that's the guideline. Cause, well, because there are some kids who are huge; they're Absolutely. tall, and, you know, playing football already. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. What else do we want to talk about as far as child safety seat, kids in cars? I just wanted to throw some statistics out. I know, you know, I love statistics. I think it paints a picture that most people don't see. Um, I have 2017 numbers, but in 2017, 675 children, 12 years and younger died as occupants in motor vehicle crashes and 116,000 were injured. And of the ones that died, 35% were not buckled up. Wow. When you consider the fact that our children are required to be, I mean, it's a law in the state of Florida, and it has been for years, that people are not restraining their children and buckling them up, I think is a scary statistic. It's the law. So yeah. I think that at that, you know, we need to hopefully get it out there that kids need to be restrained. They are dying of this, and they are be get being injured because of this. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I think we all see it, right? I and mean, we've all been driving down the road, and we see kids that are way too young bouncing around in the back seat or the one that absolutely drives me nuts is when I see parents driving and their kid is and small child is in between the two front seats talking to them, yakking in their ear. And I'm thinking not only is that a distraction, but if there is an accident, God forbid, it's going to be catastrophic. Absolutely. Right. I mean, uh, we're talking about an unrestrained child and a significant impact. That's going to be an ejection from that vehicle. But I have a question for you. Sure. How many times have you looked over to see as the driver seatbelted in? Yeah, absolutely. Because nine times out of ten, when that child is unrestrained, so is the adult. Yep. And it starts with them. Yeah. It starts with the adult yep. getting in and being responsible. Because kids see what absolutely. we do. And if it's important for them, they'll do it. Otherwise... Yep. Yeah. yeah, my daughter's eight years old, and I am, well, as you know, all of us, because of what we do, um, I don't get in a vehicle without a seatbelt. Like, I get in and I belt in. But there are times when my wife is driving, and I'm a passenger, and I have a little delay. 
And my daughter, will, if as soon as my feet. wife puts the car in drive, if I don't have my seatbelt oh. on, my daughter's like, Daddy, put your seatbelt on. Like she's all because she knows because we've always ingrained that in them. My children have done that too, and they're thirty, <laughs> and they still do it because we. That was one thing we yeah. taught when they were when they were younger. Yeah, seatbelts are not an option. And we get arguments. I mean, I hear arguments all the time, right? Well, I read a study where a seatbelt can actually cause injury. Yes, no one's denying that. In a major collision, a seatbelt can injure you. What we have in our favor, though, is statistically, without a seatbelt, the numbers aren't even close to the very minor amounts of injuries that we see from individuals who are restrained. And the worst part about all this is when you talk to individuals who say, well, I have an airbag, I don't need my seatbelt. And that's where you see even more catastrophic injury, not utilizing the seatbelt and just having the airbag is going to result in massive chest trauma, which could result in damage to the heart. It can result in horrific cervical collar injuries and spinal injuries, which can end with paralysis and things mm -hmm. of that nature. And I think it's important for people to know that an airbag and a seatbelt are meant to work together, together. Absolutely. not to be individual. And, and we see that. So, yeah, those, you get those arguments, though, you know, like, I don't wear a seatbelt because you, it could cause terrible injuries. Yeah, but statistically, you're more likely to have significant injury or death by not wearing it, right? Yeah, we've seen many accidents where it didn't appear to be that major, but people got ejected, things yes. like that. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. it, if they would have been restrained, they would have been they would have walked out of it. Right. I think the one thing that should be absolutely mandatory in every single high school, mandatory, not like a thing that they do if they have the opportunity, is FHP should go to every single high school as part of their, when they're 16 years old, whatever, mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of at a loss of what grade that is, but 10th, 11th grade, and put them in the 20 mile an hour crash simulator mm, yeah. because if you ever ride in that simulator, it boggles your mind how much tr force occurs at only 20 miles an yes. hour. And now think that the majority of speed limits in major roads are 45. Or 55. Highways, 55, 65, 70, depending on the roadway. And you don't double the amount of force, right? That's not how mm -hmm. crash mathematics work. Right? It's exponential. It's exponential. So at 40 miles an hour, you have significant kinetic energy being released. At 60, it's not 20% or 20 more. You know, the math doesn't work out mm -hmm. that way. It's a lot worse. Yes. And people don't realize that. So I would look at it this way. It's better to gamble with a seatbelt and have an injury versus not have a seatbelt and have a death. Correct. Yeah. All right. Well, unless anyone's got anything to add, I think we covered all the major points that we wanted to cover. The one thing that I did want to circle back on and emphasize uh, that you mentioned, Beth, is that uh, the fire department, we, we currently aren't doing our car seat inspections only because of the current situation with the pandemic. When we do start up again, though, we, we want the public to utilize this service that we offer, but we want the public to also understand that this is a service where we're going to coach and educate so we want you to do it yourself so you understand how to do it. So it's not 100% 
come in and we'll do everything for you. And then you'll leave not understanding and knowing how to do it yourself. You're going to be coached and shown. And uh, hopefully that provides you with the tools that you need to be able to put it in and take it out. Like Beth mentioned, uh, a lot easier. So yes, we prefer to inspect you install, we'll inspect, and then we'll give you pointers. That gives us more time to give you other, other information. Right. Right. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Beth. Appreciate you. your expertise. Thank you. And, uh, Everybody out there, be safe, and we'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to the City of Plantation podcast. We strive to bring you accurate and timely information. Please continue to tune in to our podcast episodes and also catch up with us on social media, including Twitter, Facebook, and Nextdoor. If you have questions, send them to askcityhall at plantation.org, and we will answer your questions directly. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast, and stay safe, everyone.